When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. You, Man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. Hey, Keishi Tapes, episode 73 coming your way right now. I'm John Eulett, along with... Favaz. And today we're going to do an interview that Favaz did with Joe Satriani just recently. Yeah, just uh, when we tape this, this will be uh, a week ago that I talked to him. And I've had him in the studio before, and he is one of those guitar virtuosos that you hear about. If you don't know who Joe Satriani is, search him out, listen to some of his music. He's in, he, I mean, he has made some big Casey songs uh, in the day. In fact, we talk about, we still use Summer Song on the Casey traffic bed for the morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to that in the in- interview. So he's, uh, he's good. Before we get to the interview, uh, we'll let you know that our our uh, sponsor is Black Raven AFC. Websites are not like the movie Field of Dreams. It's not like if you build it, they will come. You got to build something with quality, and you got to make sure that it has an enticing aspect to it to make people want to engage with you and your business online. If you want your business website to get found online, it takes good strategy from Black Raven AFC. They'll start implementing your your plan right away. So why don't you just get a hold of them, get your business going and up and running on the Internet the way it needs to be running so that you can make a living for yourself and your family or whoever. Every business needs a good website. And again, the best is Black Raven AFC Digital. Their website is BlackRavenDigital.com. Reach up today with Black Raven. Now we move on to the interview. All right. Joe Satriani has a new record and uh, he's got a new song and, and all that good stuff. And we talk about it here. And of course, he's a member of Chicken Foot. So he's got a Sammy Hagar connection, which is a big deal to Casey listeners and um, all that good stuff. So here is Joe. Hey, with me on the phone is the Satch man himself. And it's been a Joe Satriani. Hello, Joe. Good morning. How are you? Satch man. Does, does, does he go by that? Satch man? Well, he goes by. There's a song called Satch Boogie. Yeah. And so... That's what I call them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. How are you doing today? I'm all right. So I have to tell you, one of the biggest thrills that I ever had in my radio career, which is now 29 years long here at Casey, was when you came in, you brought an amp, and you played live in the studio. I don't know if you remember that, if you, because you've probably done it a million times, but to stand there next to you and watch you play guitar was something else. No, yeah, of course I remember it. Yeah, we we didn't do many of those, uh, you know, performances uh, at radio stations because it was logistically a bit difficult. Right. Uh, it's always a little easier when you sing, uh, but when you're just playing, you know, you got to bring a little bit more gear than fits in the studio. Sometimes. Hmm, why would that be? So, well, he, I remember he brought in a big amp. You know, it was Joe Satriani. I, I there might have been somebody else there. This was when we were still in the powerhouse at Union Station, and. Um, you know, he brought in an amp because he had an electric guitar. He wasn't going to play acoustic. And it was just the thrill of a lifetime to be standing there. It was just me and him. Yeah, when, you you're, when you're standing next to someone that has exceptional skills, like world-class skills, yeah. it takes your breath away, man. It really does. Yeah. You, re- then, you realize the difference between mediocre and, 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 <laughs> total, and great. Total, total, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
Well, that must have been a thrill. It was, it was neat. just you and him in the It was just me and him. In the studio. Just, yeah. Yeah, and wow. he, he played. To have mm-hmm. Joe Satrani playing just yeah. for you. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. Especially in your case. Time. Especially in your case. I mean, because it's electric. You know, you just, if it's a, an acoustic guitar, you just kind of play in front of the microphone. But with you, yeah. it was a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, it needs a little bit of setup time, but it's you know you guys are always so so really gracious to me. You played the music. Well, we are very nice. Yes, people. we are nice. We are. Which, uh, I'm eternally grateful for. So thank you very much. You know, I have to tell you also to this day, still, and I do the morning show now, and uh, I don't know how long they've used it. We've used Summer Song as our traffic bed. We did traffic in the morning. I wonder if he thinks that's an insult. You're going to find out. I knew that song was good for something. (laughs) (laughs) Great song that it is, but it's just uh, perfect. So anyway, Joe's got a new... Do you have a new album, Joe? You know, I do. Uh, We we spent uh, the last part of last year putting it together in between doing the Experience Hendrix tour but uh, we, we got it all wrapped up right at the first of the year, and we got an April 10th release date on Sony Legacy. And we just um, you know, started doing the single. Our video premiere for the song 1980 uh, was yesterday. So I heard we're, it, yeah. We're riding high, we're having fun, and we're just about ready to, to get on tour as well. All right. I wonder how that Jimi Hendrix experience thing went for him. Um, I, did, I, I didn't ask him. Yeah. I, I've been to that a couple times. It is amazing. Yeah. You know, so I, I can't imagine it being, you know, a bad experience for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. It's good to hear he's still putting out albums, yeah. too. Most mm-hmm. people have kind of given right. up on that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that song, 1980. So when I saw it, I was like, was the, 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 that wasn't the year you were born, right? <laughs> no. Does, what, what does it mean to you? What does 1980 mean to you? Well, you know, uh, back then, I was just... Uh, kicking off working with this band I put together called The Squares. Mm -hmm. And last year, we finally put out a record. We finally got a record deal and put out a record. And, you know, the band is no longer... Because they went to Hollywood, became the Hollywood Squares. Hello, everybody. Up in 85, and uh, tragically, we lost our lead singer and and bass player many years ago. And it was kind of like a labor of love for me and the other guys to finally get this record out. And we were like the hardest-working least successful band in the Bay Area <laughs> back then. And it was kind of power pop. I would tell people it was sort of like Van Halen, Green Day, Blink-182 meets Everly Brothers or something. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> Everly Brothers. I know. Wow. How about that? Get in there? Isn't that weird? That's probably why we never made it. We were just too confusing. <laughs> it was the Everly Brothers part. <laughs> for people. But we put together an album. We got the record deal. It came out. And then as I was sort of you know resting at home thinking, wow, okay, that took 40 years. Uh, I suddenly felt like, well, I had to write one more song to sort of cap it all off. And I, and I thought, what was it that I wanted to do back then in 1980 but didn't? And I really I wanted to rock a little bit more like Eddie Van Halen and, you know, a little bit less like, uh, uh, I don't know, the Cars or something like that. But the politics in the band sure. you know, had us being a little bit more new wave than I was comfortable with, I think. And it's my own fault. So... I wrote a song that starts with a guitar solo, of course, and, uh, <laughs> and I just thought, I'm going to capture the moment. You know, it wasn't quite the shred, you know, era of the mid-80s and right. late-80s. It was still a bit more uh, groovy, uh, a little bit more rock and roll, and, uh, and, and I thought, wow, this, this is a, a, um, an underexposed period, you know, just, uh, just as MTV was getting started and everything. So, right. 
I didn't know if it would ever make it to the record. I did it. I brought it to the band, and I said, hey, this is a funny song. You know, let's make believe it's 1980, and everyone loved it. And then yeah. I was shocked when Sony said, oh, we want to make this the first single. So Yeah, it's we, a we really good it. song. What, so what, um, where were you in 1980, John? You oh had just goodness. started your tenure here at Casey. Well, no, I started here in 76. So, so, so was you a, were still early. Yeah, I was a four-year veteran, uh, 1980. Complete blank. No idea what happened in 1980. You know, the Cardinals went to the World Series in 82. Right. So, I mean, that's when I, when I start remembering things in the, in the early 80s again. I don't know. I was 15 years old. 15? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the name of the record? The whole record is yes. called Shapeshifting. So, so do, you, do you find it necessary to make a whole album in 2020? I think so. I, I think that uh, for, for two main reasons. Number one, the artistic reason it's so important to, to figure out what it is you want to say and to be able to bring a good number of songs, you know, any, anywhere from 10 to 15, whatever, to your audience that makes sense, that bring a story, a direction, so they can identify with it. They can say, you know, hey, th- you know, like this is Guy's record and this is his blue period, this ah. is his thrash period, right. I love it when he went EDM or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know your audience choose what they like. You can never control it. It's their prerogative, you know. Right. But at least you give them something they can understand what it's about and how to to listen to it, really, at least that introduction. Um, and then I think that when you go out on tour, of course, you do need uh, some sort of uh, energy and direction that a full album gives you. Uh, I think if I was, you know, a- 18 and I was doing pop music, it wouldn't really matter. Right. I don't you think know, it does but, to them, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I've been around a long time. Everybody kind of knows me, and I've, I've put out, what is this, the 19th studio record or something like Unreal. that? Unreal. Wow, wow. uh, yeah, it's that? crazy. <laughs> Has he ever sung? I don't think so. I don't think we talk about it here. and I, I don't think he has. I think he ever has. Yeah. So I can kind of do what I want, but at the same time, it's really good for me to, to deliver it with um, some kind of description so people know where I'm coming from this time. We're talking to Joe Satriani on KC. Joe, I have to ask you, is the age of the guitar virtuoso over? I mean, because there was you and there was Eddie Van Halen. There were there were many others at that time. But you just never hear about a, you know, a young stud guitar player coming up and blowing everybody away. Oh, you know, I, I think it's always around us. But I think that um, the shape of it is so different. Um, you know, uh, we just had a thing called uh, the NAM show uh, down right, in Los yes. Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, for people who don't know about that, you know, that's the National Association of Musical Merchants. I can't believe I know that that's what it stands <laughs> it's a, for. It's a trade show, basically. What it stands yeah. for is total insanity. That's what it stands <laughs> for. But besides too many musicians getting together with too many manufacturers, uh, it's a crazy convention. And, boy, I was down there just to play with uh, Steve I and a few people, and there were amazing young guitar players down things with six, seven, eight, ten-string guitars that totally mm. blew my mind, and they are really pushing forward with it. They will, at some point, you'll see them on the Grammys or something like that, and you'll go, wow, this is the new one, and they've arrived, you know. Uh, but right now, I think, like, this year, uh, it's still a little bit more retro. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I was really happy. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw... Uh, Gary Clark Jr. Uh, on TV playing, and he was like the only guy who was playing his guitar. When he took a solo, he went back and knelt down by the amp to get some feedback, and I thought, now that's a real guitar player. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on television in front of, you know, uh, the American public. So 
I, I, I wasn't thinking like they were missing. That, that was the Super Bowl? Was that uh, no. around the Super Bowl? No. I don't know what. Oh, the uh, Grammys, maybe? It was maybe? the Grammys, I yeah. think, yeah. It, you know, Gary's a great guy to have there leading the pack right now. But, you know, he's a little bit more traditional. Or I'd say he's very traditional, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He's playing guitars and, 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 and doing things that were pioneered in the 50s. But there are, you know, 20-year-olds out there who are doing things with Ten fingers on ten strings that'll just totally blow your mind. It's just that they haven't, you know, wrapped it up in a in a more popular package yet. I guess what you're saying basically is that right now you have to seek these kind of players out, whereas before radio stations were much more friendly. They would just put you on. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's uh, it's definitely different, and I I can't remember any year uh, in the world of, you know, musicians and radio and TV where, uh, it was ever the same. It's just always a little bit chaotic. It's always changing. Everyone's scratching their heads going, wow, this is different from last time. Uh, and, uh, but as the internet sort of democratized things for musicians, especially like myself, so I can right. release a single, it comes out in Mumbai, and in Paris, <laughs> and in St. Louis, the exact same day, and everybody in each one of those cities can play it as many times as they want. So, and and you know they hear it in the same fidelity, which is mind blowing because you know, ten years ago, thirty, forty years ago, you could never do that. Right. So there's good and bad, I guess. Yes. All yes. right. So Joe, being a St. Louis station, that can't let you go without asking you about Chicken Foot because you know it involves Mr. Sammy Hagar. Um, (laughs) what, what's the deal with that band? Will that band ever record again? I don't know. Uh, I, I been getting the feeling, uh, this year that it's less likely than ever before. Really? And, um, is that because Sammy's out all the time? Cause he's, he's going out on tour last, was it last year he didn't go out much or the year before? I don't remember, but I know he's going to be in town here in August. You know, is, is it because he's so damn busy? Uh, I, you know what I think it is is that the you know all four of us can't agree to get together to you know to do a record of hmm. some kind and everyone's busy doing other things. I mean the Chili Peppers just got back with John Frusciante and they're right. they're off on a new uh, trajectory to to create a new album. So that's going to take a, another year and then there'll be three years of touring after that. I'm <laughs> sure. So right. there you go. Uh, uh, I don't know, Sammy you know, was talking about not doing anything, and then all of a sudden he he booked about 40 shows, uh, which is great, which is what I kept saying, we should be doing that. Chickenfoot should be doing right. 40 dates uh, minimum per year. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I just had to tune out. I was yeah, As you probably know, I was the guy who kept bugging everybody. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> Why am record. I not surprised, Joe? You're the guitar player. You, you know? know, and I so then I thought, you know what, I'm just like, pissing these guys off so i'll i'll just back <laughs> off and and so but I, I don't think it's going to happen to tell you the truth i just so there you have i mean mm-hmm. chicken foot is not it's it's not going to happen it reminds me kind of of uh the damn yankees yeah. you know in a way because you had ted nugent and tommy shaw and jack blades and you know from different they each had their own careers and they were successful and you know they put out two records yeah that's it yeah that's a shame it, I know, it's not there i know chad just uh played on ozzy's new record yeah, that's great. I mean, Chad is so amazing. We did our last record together, What Happens Next, and he is just a powerhouse. I mean, a, a, just a 
veritable hurricane of a drummer uh, and a great guy. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, he should be on more albums as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, Joe Satriani, uh, the new song is called 1980, and it cooks as you would uh, hope. Although I remember Always With Me, Always With You, Joe. Oh, wonderful. We, Thank you. God, and we played that. Well, I mean, just... The, yeah, that was a good song. That was a great song. Still yeah. is. Yeah. You know, you prove that it doesn't have to be fast to be good. Well, it certainly doesn't. Yeah, no. some of the some of the best music out there is a little bit chill, and it and it reaches into that special part in your heart, you know, and and that's what's great about instrumental music. Right on. April tenth is when the new uh, thing comes out, and you can hear it in Mumbai and St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> St. Louis on the same day. Joe Satriani, thank you, and uh, we will always love you uh, here at Casey, and and thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. There you go. He's a nice man, isn't he? He is. He's just, uh, you know, you can you can just hear his voice and just hear it in it. He seems like somebody who he seems like somebody who'd be easy to work with. Yeah, know? yeah. He's, he's open, uh, honest, nice. You know, and I've seen Chicken Foot Man, and he just kills it with them. And uh, you know, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a drag that the four of them just can't get together, find the time, and you know whether they put out something new. I. I don't really care about but i would just like to see him again live yeah you know but they never really caught on did they no they didn't yeah nope even with all that star power oh my gosh you got a chili peppers drummer you got joe satriani you got sammy hagar and you got michael anthony yeah what uh, else could you need but yeah you know yeah so and maybe even a sign of the times you know i mean yeah. it's just tough for new artists to get new music you know, out there and accepted right yeah all right, that's episode 73 of the KC Tapes. I'm John Hewlett. You can follow me on Twitter at STLU Man and on Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And you can just follow me wherever I go. I am Favaz. See you later. AMF. Bye. The KC Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of KC, go to KC95.com or the KC mobile app. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.